Good afternoon and welcome aboard. Happy Thursday to you. John McGinnis with you, KPK News Radio, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and your smart speaker. Oh, do we have a lot to talk about today? Yes, he is at it. He is in full swing. Who is he, you might ask? That would be Gavin Newsom, the governor of the state of California. He has uh, unveiled a new proposal as of today uh, to amend the United States Constitution to restrict gun ownership rights including enforcing universal background checks and raising the firearm purchase age to 21. By the way, that has been function that has been accomplished in the state of California uh through statutory law largely. There's some exceptions, but that's that's how things are in California. That's how these laws if they're interest uh, uh, desired by the public, that's how they should be created. Just a kind of a basic fundamental idea looking at the constitution and what it means for us and regrettably this is not taught in the schools as it once was. And I can attest to that from personal experience in, in taking in uh, incoming freshmen in uh, college courses that, that frankly know nothing about the United States Constitution. They have no understanding of the spirit, the concept of the United States Constitution. So I know this is a very enlightened audience, and you know, but let's just kind of do a little refresher, and there may be some out there that are uh, have forgotten or maybe never had a chance to learn it. But if you look at all of the statutory laws that exist, even in this state, all of the things, that, the, 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 the laws that, that are established by the legislature or the voters that say these are things you are not allowed to do. It's basically a, a list of, of prohibitions. You, you may not uh, drive under the influence. You may not burglarize your neighbor's home. You may not uh, carry weapons in certain places. You may not uh, possess certain kinds of, uh, of drugs. You may, th- that's what statutory law does. The Constitution, on the other hand, is overwhelmingly in existence to constrain the authority and the reach of the government. It's the opposite. It gives you uh, many specified and enumerated liberties, things you can do, such as the Second Amendment to the Constitution, uh, and it constrains the government with one exception. Do you remember what that exception is? It's the crime of treason, and specifically in Article 3, Clause 1, uh, treason is is the only uh, criminal act that's uh, that's addressed in the United States Constitution. Otherwise, that's why I try to get uh, young students to understand and appreciate this. And when they get the flavor of what it really truly is, this is their um, this is their assurance for liberty. That's what it is. And Governor Newsom has on many occasions raised his right hand and taken the oath. Uh, to support and defend the Constitution of the State of California and the Constitution of the United States of America. And I think he has zero idea as to the spirit of what that coveted document is, what it's supposed to do. And so to if you want to change law in this fashion, which has been done largely in the state of California, there is a way to do that. I don't think it has a popular appeal across the country. And you have to understand that much of the country, much of this great nation is is made up of a population that uh, that that has guns in their lives at a very early age. They're they're largely inclined to be outdoors to hunt, and to engage in sporting activities with firearms. And they they don't see any reason for this. It's also interesting to look in terms of the justification or the logic associated with this particular prohibitions that he wants to impose as a constitutional concept. Which again, I just find ironic. Why not Why not endeavor to create a federal statute? Uh, prohibiting the kinds of conduct he wants stopped. But if you look at the mass murder incidents that have taken place in the state of California just this year, look at Monterey Park, the dance hall uh, shootings. Look at uh, Half Moon Bay. 
these rules would not have changed anything there. In fact, I'm at a loss to come up with any incident of this nature that would have been affected by this. Uh, just to refresh your memory, the, uh, the, the shooter, the killer in Monterey Park, uh, manufactured his own guns. He was a gun collector. He was prohibited, or should have been prohibited, by existing statutory law from possessing that gun. Uh, the shooter in, uh, in Half Moon Bay was illegally in the country and uh, we had no uh, right to, to be in possession of that firearm in that place. So if there was a, a, an evidence-based justification for something that looks like a hard reach, a long reach, okay, lead with that. But that's not the case here at all. It's not in any way, shape, manner, or form, not in the slightest. So this would, uh, by the way, he says that this, uh, this 28th Amendment, which uh, he claims would leave the Second Amendment unchanged, that's not true either. It does change the Second Amendment. It absolutely uh, adds uh, more restrictions to what the Second Amendment calls for. Specifically, uh, it's very, very simple on its face. Very few words in the Second Amendment of the Constitution. You may recall a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So imposing age requirements on, on people who are at the age of consent and can sign contracts and engage in all sorts of other business um, is, it, is a definite change to the, uh, to the Second Amendment, is it not? It is. You can't call that unchanged, Governor. Get real. Uh, imposing a, a national background check. That's not addressed in the Second Amendment to the Constitution. Uh, and he, t- he wants to outlaw uh, assault weapons. I would ask him to, uh, to define, uh, to identify what is an assault weapon. I don't think they have a clue. I don't know what an assault weapon is. They very often uh, misidentify various firearms and use that term assault-style weapon. I don't know what that is. There's no clear definition of that. Like a, like a MAGA Republican. What's a MAGA Republican? I know the Make a Great Make America Great um, logo motto that uh, that President uh, Trump started uh, certainly would would uh, I think could be reasonably inferred to address him, but you have ten people in the GOP running against him theoretically. Would they all be uh, MAGA Republicans? Would they be Trumpsters when they're they're trying to 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 best him? I don't think so. So the, the, the undefined, unclear nature of some of these terms that are thrown about are, are really truly troubling in my way of thinking. And uh, I, I mean, reasonable uh, statutory law imposed at the state level uh, to represent the best interest of the states in, compliant with the sec- in compliance with the Second Amendment, I think is great. This is not that. And he has to know that. He's not that foolish. So what is he doing? What is Governor Newsom doing? Well, there's, I think any reasonable person could look at him and look at the production quality of this uh, second, uh, 28th Amendment rollout that he did, and this is, this is a man who's running for president of the United States, notwithstanding the fact that he has denied, 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 and said he's not, uh, and expressed some level of exasperation when, when asked. Uh, by the way, he's uh, sitting down for an interview with Sean Hannity next Monday in Sacramento. Uh, the governor's actually spending some time in the governor's mansion. It's a pretty good backdrop for this kind of stuff. He looks very presidential in the uh, the governor's mansion. Uh, I find it interesting that he is going to the belly of the beast uh, to sit down with Sean Hannity, somebody who's clearly not uh, a representative of a friendly audience for him. Uh, I think it's a smart move on the part of Mr. Hannity. I don't know how it'll come out for Governor Newsom. I have no idea. The Sacramento Bee seems to be rather perturbed by the fact that he will not have a conversation with them or others in the uh, in the media in California 
But he sits down uh, with somebody that they describe under very uh, unflattering terms, referring to Sean Hannity. Um, so what does this all mean to you? And how does this, uh, what, what about the problems? As we heard James Gallagher in a soundbite at the top of the hour news, uh, by the way, a, a gentleman for whom I have a lot of respect, uh, Mr. Gallagher, you heard him say, uh, rattle off a list of problems that are uh, undirected, unaddressed in the state of California right now that are bringing the state down. Uh, what are the streets of this, the cities of California look like today uh, vis-a-vis uh, six years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago? They look a lot worse. What does crime and violence look like? How, how uh, secure do you feel in your home, in various places of business? How many businesses are fleeing the state of California? Uh, so I find this to be very, very interesting. Uh, Rome is burning, and he's worrying about something that a, a governor a 3,000 miles away is doing. And by the way, what Governor DeSantis is doing, which is obviously a big part of his message this week, his being Governor Newsom's, is, uh, is, this, is it's up to question, I suppose. I talked to friends today who say it's, they, they find it offensive that, that DeSantis would do this. I, I frankly don't see that. You have people who wanted to come here. They're in the country illegally. And they're being flown to Sacramento. Not a bad destination in general terms. Certainly not if you're fleeing oppression somewhere else. Uh, the climate's nice. There are opportunities here. And they were uh, greeted with open arms. They were clean, well-nourished, and, and safe travel on a, a tour bus and a, and a private jet, respectively. Um, that doesn't look like cruelty to me. It looks like uh, another governor uh, taking a, this governor up on his assertion that this is a sanctuary state. So what does all this mean to you? Are you uh, are you with this? Do you think it's a political stunt? Do you think Governor Newsom has a snowball's chance uh, to be elected president? I have to believe they're trying to move the chess pieces right now to get him in position, uh, him being Governor Newsom, to where he can run for president of the United States on this upcoming cycle. He may be gearing up for 28, but I think he is ready to jump in in 2024, and I would be very, very, very surprised if that does not happen. They've got to resolve uh, the current vice president and the current president. I think those are both, uh, frankly, easily remedied with a uh, with a little bit of a uh, an organized group effort in that regard. You got thoughts? 800-834-1530. We've got a member of Congress coming up next to talk about uh, what this all means to actually have this constitutional convention and what kind of a, a challenge that may be. Stick around for Doug Ose weighing in on that right after this. Welcome back. Thanks for staying on board. John McGinnis with you, KPK News Radio, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and your smart speaker. So looking at the possibility, at the uh, desire of Governor Newsom to have a constitutional convention for the purpose of establishing the 28th Amendment, a constitutional amendment that would limit your uh, freedoms and liberties as it relates to the purchase and acquisition of guns, uh, the keeping and bearing of, of firearms, uh, what does it require? Well, it looks like it's going to take 33 more states to get it done. I want to talk to an expert, somebody who's actually served in the U.S. House of Representatives. Congressman Doug Osi joins the program. Congressman, welcome to the conversation, sir. How big a lift might this be? Sheriff, first of all, thank you for having me. This is a huge lift, not the least of which is that Governor Newsom is proposing to totally reverse the purpose of the Constitution. Exactly. The purpose of the, the, purpose of the Constitution is to limit the government, he is proposing to use it as a means of limiting the individual. Yeah, it's exactly, 
precisely my observations on it. And I think a lot of people, frankly, especially in recent years, have not really truly understood that. Uh, because right. there's not an abundant knowledge of the Constitution, and there's, frankly, not a lot of interest in it. But when you tell young people in particular, hey, this gives you express rights and limits the, the authority and the reach of the government to, uh, to really impose on your life, all of a sudden a light comes on, there's more interest. I, I'm not sure Governor Newsom took a civics class, with due respect. <laughs> so let, let's just walk through the process and... I'll tell you at the outset, my view of this, this is a total distraction. I think Assemblyman Gallagher nailed it on the head. Newsom can't talk about his successes in California because there are so few. So he's talking about things that are elsewhere that he can't affect. But it'll become clear why I say that when I get to the end of this. So if you look at the process that he's asking us to follow, which would be to consider a constitutional amendment, I don't remember which article of the Constitution lays it out, but there's a process. And it basically says you can have a vote that uh, gets two-thirds of the House and two-thirds of the Senate to adopt a piece of legislation that would be a constitutional amendment. Right. And then that is distributed to the states. Right. And it requires 75% of the states to ratify it. Yep, 34 states. Right. So that's one, that's one method. The other method is that the states working together, if two-thirds of them demand that Congress consider something, then Congress has to convene to consider it. So this is, this is my essential point, is it? So setting aside all the political rhetoric Newsom's using here about a so-called 28th Amendment to change the Second Amendment, how does Newsom get past the cloture requirement vote yeah. In the United States Senate, if he's going to, he doesn't. I mean, there's, yeah, he, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way. You go to Nebraska and Oklahoma and Iowa; they're not going to. Their senators are not going to invoke cloture, which no. means to cut off debate. They are not going to vote to cut off debate on the Second Amendment issue. So this is this is just noise. It's a distraction. So. I am of the opinion, I'll say it right uh, straight up, I, there's not a doubt in my mind, he is running or hoping or planning to run for president in 2024. Do you see it the same way? He's got a couple of people he's got to resolve in terms of their presence, uh, rather prominent people. Uh, do you see it the same way? There is absolutely no doubt in my mind for the past 12 months that Newsom wants to run for president in 24. Mm-hmm. And I, can, I've, I think I've finally divined or figured out how he's how he gets there, and I just let me just lay it out, and you can poke holes in it afterward. Sure. So Biden, Biden, the only Republican Biden can be is President Trump. Yeah. That's, that's just that's my view. I, not, I, I, I tend to agree, but I'm not even sure about that. I, I think uh, Trump may best him, but I don't know. Okay, so so Biden becomes the nominee just because tradition stamp means that you don't take out a sitting incumbent president. Right. So Biden's the Democratic nominee. He knows that Vice President Harris is a drag on the ticket. Yeah. I mean, you can every poll every ever done shows that that's the case. There are four individuals involved in this discussion. There's Biden, there's Harris, there's Feinstein, and there's Newsom. Mm-hmm. So Trump's currently in the lead of the, of the Republicans. And one of the interesting ironies here is that the Democrats want Trump to be the nominee, so they're doing everything they mm-hmm. can to help Clearly, him. clearly. But, so what's going to happen? So every poll shows Harris adds nothing to the Democratic ticket. 
Senator Feinstein clearly is not going to run for office again. She said that. So here's what I think is going to roll out. I think late in the process, sometime in May or June of 24, Feinstein's going to say, I've had enough. Harris is going to be given the opportunity to become a senator from the state of California. Again. She has to give up, again, but she has to give up the vice presidency to do that. And then there's going to be a period of time during which the vice presidency is vacant from the time she leaves to the time the new vice president is sworn in in January. And then because Harris has stepped aside to the U.S. Senate, which, by the way, remember, Gavin Newsom has said he would only appoint a black, black woman, woman. replace Feinstein. And that all fits. Harris fits. So Harris goes to the Senate. There's no vice president. They go to the Democratic Convention. Trump's the nominee for the Republicans. Newsom slips into the vice presidential slot. Now, my instincts tell me that all this noise that he's made in the last month or six weeks, being in New York on Good Morning America and this Hannity interview and all that, is all about sucking the air out of the room for any other potential Democratic exactly. person. Prisker from yeah. Illinois. Uh, 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 the gentleman from, from uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Colorado I mean, governor. Uh, yeah. yeah. Picket Looper or whatever his name yeah. is. Or Polis. Or, Polis. Jared know. Polis, yeah. Anyway. This gets Harris out of the vice presidency over to the U.S. Senate, so it solves a problem for Chuck Schumer. It lets Newsom elevate himself to the national stage as an elected official. And then after the election, Biden's going to say, you know what, I'm just not medically able to continue. And there's his resignation. Yeah, we're going to get caught off here on time, but I, 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 t- I overall agree with what you're saying. I might see the timeline a little differently and maybe even the precise uh, placement of the chairs. In other words, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened more quickly. Wouldn't be surprised if President Biden stepped out sooner for various reasons. I had occasion to observe his uh, his speech today. I, I, I think the guy, and this is, not a, this is not a condemnation, it's an obser- observation of a legitimate fact that I see. I think he is failing big time, and the ability for him to remain uh, in office, even as a charade, is just very, very limited. And so I, I think if uh, people have loyalty to their party, uh, this this could be sold, but it would take the, the willing participation of the vice president, which I think is a gigantic step uh, from one office to the next. Hey, I greatly appreciate your time, sir, very, very much. We're out of it, by the way, but appreciate it nonetheless. We'll see what happens here. Doug Osi, thanks, sir. More conversation coming up. Don't go away. Welcome back. Thanks for staying on board. John McGinnis with you, KPK News Radio, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and your smart speaker. So think about it in these terms. The state of California is in a terrible, terrible mess. You have crime and violence on the increase uh, rather dramatically. You have people living on the streets in the urban centers and in the, uh, the, the suburban and rural areas even. You have uh, fentanyl deaths off the charts, 360 in three years in Sacramento County, 350 I'm sorry, 360 fentanyl overdose cases. Actually, more accurately, fentanyl poisoning cases. Uh, and the governor of the state, whose responsibility is to ensure that uh, there's compliance with the laws and the, 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 the state government is run efficiently and wisely. And by the way, they've squandered enormous amounts of money from a surplus to a deficit. Now he wants to uh, create a constitutional amendment uh, 
that would restrict people in Nebraska and Idaho and Texas and Oklahoma and other states uh, in terms of when young people can purchase firearms for for hunting or whatever purpose they may see. Uh, People who have a background with firearms as part of their culture, part of their lives, uh, wants to impose uh, all sorts of other regulations and and, uh, deprive people of possession of an assault weapon, which is not defined anywhere. I I absolutely want to hear them. Any of these people just explain what an assault weapon is. Look at the most horrific crimes uh, with guns in the in the state of California this year. None of these recommendations or proposals would have changed anything. The victims of those uh, those acts would still be dead. Ironically, what could change things is taking a more legitimate approach toward um, prosecuting those who commit crimes and uh, and imposing consequences that stand. Consequences created by uh, a judge and jury at the time of conviction versus releasing these people from the institutions at an exorbitant rate, which is happening here. So how does this make you feel as a consumer of Governor Newsom's services in the state of California? Your thoughts, 800-834-1530. Ken is very patiently waiting in Red Bluff. Ken, good afternoon, sir. Welcome to the conversation. Thanks for for holding on. Appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. What an honor, uh, Sheriff McGinnis. Thank um, you, sir. I tried to get on with you the other day during your your um, D-Day presentation, which ah. I really appreciate. Uh, you, it's, it's such an important milestone in the history of the world and certainly the U.S. So what prompted me today to call in is uh, this 28th that's coming up that Mr. Newsom's bringing up. Yeah. So my father landed on Omaha Beach oh. at 18 years of age. Wow. Yeah. He has his 100th birthday coming up next week. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Still drives. Wow. Still oh, man. Please, please, please uh, look him in the eye and give him a salute and a profound expression of gratitude from me. God bless him. Yeah. He still goes to his socials. He says, someone has to dance with the widows. <laughs> <laughs> what a great man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He went on to, uh, and you also spoke to the fact that they went on and, uh, led productive lives. Yeah. He went on to become uh, San Francisco Fire Department yeah. 28 years, the later years as a lieutenant. Very good. Yeah, that yeah. that generation did not have a lot of uh, safe spaces created for them. There was not a lot of counseling, not a lot of uh, comfort animals. They kind of hit the ground running and went to work and created great lives for themselves and their families. It's, it's really remarkable, not just what they did then, not just what your father did at Omaha Beach, but what he and his uh, his fellow members of the greatest generation did thereafter. It's an extraordinary uh, testament to that group of people. Absolutely. They dumped him off in New York City, hitchhiked, hitchhiked across the United States back home. Incredible. So how does yeah. that, how, Anyways, how do, what about this? What about what Newsom is doing now as it relates to the Constitution and uh, and the infringement upon, I believe, the Second Amendment, if you read the plain language? Well, I, I believe that, and I'm in law enforcement myself, yeah. I believe that, you know, it's the person's right to have, keep and bear arms. Of course. It's... And uh, you don't have to, 18 years of age, I was shooting squirrels at 12. Yeah, the whole, <laughs> so, the whole idea, there are people who have never handled a gun, they're scared to death of them, and I understand that, so don't have a gun. Avoid them. But there are other people who live in other cultures and young men and women are introduced to firearms and firearm safety at a very young age. They use them for the for a legitimate purpose, 
and uh, it's not the uh, the role of the government. In fact, it's uh, explicitly prohibited by the Constitution of the, of the United States uh, for the government Absolutely. to uh, to infringe upon that. And, so, uh, yeah, they just keep they want to chip away at things, and that's I mean, our fathers went to war at yeah. eighteen. Yeah. Absolutely and, true. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the, the, I don't want to take up... The prescience of the framers of the Constitution, they were so smart, so, 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 so sage, so wise. And uh, there have been efforts to chip away at that ever since, and I think you're seeing it to a, a rapidly increasing degree now. I do appreciate the call very much, Ken. I was checking with David, patiently waiting in San Francisco. David, good afternoon. Welcome to the conversation. Thanks for holding on. Oh, thanks, John. Yeah. I uh, was more interested in the... Um, I, I don't disagree with Gavin on on principle, but the idea of having a constitutional convention to me is somewhat of a threat. When yeah. you're aware of how the Koch brothers or the Klansmen and all sorts of different people have been trying to have constitutional conventions so that they can get back to old slavery and what any of the... Uh, corruption that they wanted to do uh i wonder how uh how well gavin would be able to uh prevent uh the hijacking of the constitution well, you raise a good point we're probably not in agreement in terms of the merits of his of his goal but i respect dissenting points of view but i think we can share if you look at the constitution as it has stood uh, the only the only limitation on personal conduct, the only uh, outlawed behavior, is the crime of treason. That's it. Not everything else is a is a uh, is a limitation on government. So now all of a sudden you put the idea of a twenty year old buying a rifle uh, a, on t- on par with the uh, with treason. That's what it would suggest, and the no. prohibition of a of uh, the uh, a possession of an assault weapon, which they can't define. What about, if, if you like the concept, what about making it a matter of statutory law, where you create a federal law, which is, I mean, it's, it's very interesting in terms of his responsibility and scope as the CEO of California government to want to make a federal law that applies to these states that have no interest in it. Nonetheless, that's where it belongs, in statutory law, not in the Constitution that is intended to constrain the, the authority and the power of the government, Right. Uh, I disagree almost entirely with the way you phrased that. Gavin is not the CEO of California. He's a public employee. He's, he's the CEO a, of California public, government. He's no. a he's an he's a public servant. He is and the idea theoretically. He, yeah, and the but idea he is that, in fact the CEO of California's government. That's his job. He's been duly well, elected I, to execute it, that. Not not of the state, but of the state's government. I don't want to get sidetracked with that spin, but the the bigger picture is is the Second Amendment clearly says a well-regulated militia, and the idea that the NRA has been going out of its way. Yeah, and you're you're relitigating something that's uh, that's not the case. I mean, let, let's let's look at the precise language of the the text of the Second Amendment, shall we? You're right. It starts out a, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's a very, very powerful part of it. And the Supreme Court uh, has repeatedly uh, construed that meaning uh, to apply it to, to the everyday person. So it, it, that, that we're not going to debate or litigate that here. But the purpose of what's, I mean, if you, you look at the Constitution, all that it does to give you and me explicit liberties and constrain the government, why would this prohibition 
belong there versus uh, in, in statutory law. And with due respect, look at the, the function of the governor of the state of California. He is, in fact, the chief executive officer of state government. That's his job. Not the chief executive officer of the state, but of state government. So with, uh, with due respect, I think you need to uh, double down your civics lessons, sir, but I do appreciate the call very much. Uh, let's see, we got time for, let's uh, take care of other business. We'll come back and get more of your good calls right after this. Welcome back. Thanks for staying on board. John McGinnis with you. KPK News Radio live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and your smart speaker. Just to clarify some things here from the prior caller, uh, per the state constitution of California, the governor is the commander in chief of the militia of the state and is the sole official of communication between the California, the federal government and other states. Under the leader of the governor, the chief executive officer of the executive branch, uh, also known as CEO, is responsible for administering and enforcing the laws of California. That's the governor's job, really clearly. And uh, again, the purpose of the beautiful, coveted Constitution of the United States is to constrain the, the power and authority of the government. That's not to be confused with statutory law, which the legislature and the governor can create, the voters can create. It's not that this is entirely different area uh, of rule. And uh, I, I find it ironic. I think this has zero chance of going anywhere, but it is interesting. He's getting national attention. And we're talking about this rather than uh, people passed out on sidewalks in the town where you live and uh, and people out of the institutions committing additional crimes. And the fact that the state of California has squandered an enormous amount of money in the last uh, couple of years. Your thoughts, 800-834-1530. Checking with Estella, patiently waiting, I think, in Sacramento. Estella, good afternoon. Welcome to the conversation. Thanks for holding on. Oh, thank you for having me. You bet. Um, just wanted to share that I was a little shocked this morning because I'm a Republican, and I received a text, and clearly on um, the header it said, from Gavin Newsom. Really? And it's exactly, re- yes, exactly what you guys are talking about. He's trying to uh, convince me to go along with what he's trying to propose. And so I did call a few of my uh, friends, even Democrat and Republicans, and no one else received them. So I think he's just going to they're going to start spending money on texting people yeah. uh, if, if what he's trying to do. So I was a little shocked because I I actually should have saved it or did a screenshot. But I but I ended up uh, blocking him and erased it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that speaks volumes. Here's the here's my concern, Estella. You raise a very good point. Because I think there are a lot of people uh, that will say, you know, these don't sound like unreasonable rules to me. And so they'll sign off on this. Uh, It's not going to go anywhere because people in other states are not going to buy into it. He's not going to get 33 other states to join with California on this. He'll get probably a half dozen. But part of my objections is if the people of the the nation want this law, yes, let Congress know and create a federal statute that uh, that it does exactly what it is he purportedly wants to accomplish through this. But but don't abuse the Constitution of the United States for this purpose. The Constitution that right now only prohibits the crime of treason. Now all of a sudden you put uh, very minor technical violations of law and infringements on the Second Amendment in that category, in that League of Criminal Conduct, which, by the way, is, is uh, punishable by death. So very mm-hmm. interesting. If you get another one, well, you probably won't if you blocked them. But uh, if you hear any more about that, I'd love to know. Uh, and I think that will some people will be tempted to say those those ideas don't sound so bad. And and to some, obviously, they don't. And I don't object as much to that as I do uh, the manner in which he's trying to accomplish it by infringing upon uh, the the existing constitutional rights. So appreciate the call very much, Estella. Thank hope you. hope to Thank hear from you, you again. Much. You bet. Yes. All right. 
Let's check in with uh, Jason, patiently waiting in Citrus Heights. Jason, good afternoon. Welcome to the conversation. Thanks for holding on. Hey, Sheriff. Thanks for your uh, for, thanks for your service. First, my of honor, all. sir. Uh, second of all, um, when uh, occasionally. I'll listen to your show maybe three or four times a week, and uh, I agree with literally 95% of what comes out of your mouth. Um, some people don't, and when they call up, it seems like uh, there's no debate there. A lot of times you you seem like you just shut the conversation down and shut them well, off. Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh, uh, well, hold on. Okay, I, I might let you talk. Go ahead. But we're really close yeah, on time. It. That's the problem. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay, so so all, all I'm saying is this, that it, uh, maybe let these guys talk a little bit, whatever. And uh, your your audience is educated enough to make up their minds. But the more information that anybody gets on any subject, would better make. Uh, uh, go ahead. I, I, I don't disagree, but we just burned a lot of precious time in our conversation here, and we really didn't accomplish much. That's why I cut people off sometimes. I don't like to do it. In fact, there's a woman that, that wants to get on, and she agrees with the governor. I'd love to put her on, but we're going to get cut off here very, very quickly because we're out of time. And the gentleman from San Francisco is just wrong on things that he is asserting, and I can't let his wheel spin and, and burn time at the risk of letting that go unchecked. So I've got to be efficient with the use of time. And I understand. I understand what you're, where you're coming from. And I would like very much to, uh, to be able to have more time to have that kind of a conversation. And again, there's a, among the list of, uh, of people trying to get on right now, one says she agrees with the governor. If, uh, if that call came in when I had more time, I would absolutely love to put her on and find out what her thought process is. But the gentleman in San Francisco was just fundamentally wrong. He refused, he refused to accept the notion that the governor is the CEO of California. He refused to accept the notion that the Constitution exists to reconstrain the, uh, the authority and reach of the government. And that's exactly what it is. So wasting time trying to turn him around uh, accomplishes absolutely nothing. But I do appreciate your call. Hey, that's it for me. As you can tell by the sound of music, you got the lovely and talented Kitty O'Neill coming up next with the afternoon news. I'll see you back here tomorrow.